guys, welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world, uh, sometimes with a little help from friends. And today, um, Allison, my sweet baby angel, sent me one of uh, their lovely friends, um, who I think I've met off and on here, uh, but we're going to meet each other a lot better today. Um, everybody say hi to Mel. Hi, Mel. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to chat with you. I know. It's going to be so good. <laughs> me and my wonderful little lisp here. Oh, don't worry about it. It adds to the charm. <laughs> right? So long story short, for anybody asking, I got a crown put in my mouth um, and I'm still getting used to it and the Novocaine's wearing off. So if um, I sound like I've got cotton in my mouth today, that's why. <laughs> It's fine. I'm doing Gappy Duck all day long. It's fine. Gappy this is how you know you're dedicated to your craft when you're like, I just had a major dentist appointment, but you know what? The show must go on. It must go on. <laughs> it's just going to sound funky. <laughs> um, also, we mentioned it before, and it was funny because we were going into it. And I was like, no, no, I want to save this for the podcast. I'm like, uh, Mel, you're episode 69. Hey, nice, 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 nice. This is, totally wasn't planned. It wasn't premeditated. No. Nope. It was just like, this is destiny. It's like I rose from the ashes like a phoenix mm -hmm. when the signal number of 69 appeared. And it's just like sunglasses. I need, yeah! I need Mel. <laughs> it was like, like um, they asked me like, oh, well, what episode? Like how many episodes have you had? I'm like, ah, I'm like, actually, I think you're 69. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I knew I knew this was a good idea. <laughs> like I just predestined and I knew it. Like it's like King Arthur pulling that sword out of the stone. Right, exactly. <laughs> you you are now the king of 69. Uh. <laughs> well, if you'd like to introduce yourself to the masses. Sure. Um, so my name is Mel. Um, so I have been, golly, going to conventions. How old am I now? I'm 33. So I've been going to conventions since I was 14. Uh, mm -hmm. And I have been cosplaying uh, probably for about the past 15 years. I've been cosplaying well for about eight of those 15 years. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm entirely self-taught with costuming. Um, I love to make model and sometimes sell my own stuff. Uh, I have an Instagram, uh, Grustastic over on Instagram, but I have been on a little bit of a cosplay hiatus for the past couple of years, just between the pandemic and, um, I unfortunately got a little sick a few years ago and that knocked me down a bit. But, um, other than that, I have been a pretty active, uh, member of the community, especially in the New England area. Um, I have hosted panels, I've hosted d various game shows, I have, um, I don't know what what do I do? Sometimes they just hand me a microphone. They're like they're like, hey Mel, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> they're like, take this microphone. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, take the microphone. I'm like, are you positive? And then I go on stage and the spirit of what I want to call customer service goes into my body and mm -hmm. I just run on automatic. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that people that do what we do are also like in the like restaurant business or oh. the like customer service business. 100%. 100%. It absolutely. Absolutely. And we're able to walk into a room, read it in 2.5 seconds and know what the people want. Thank you very much. It mm -hmm. has been a wonderful night. You know, exactly. <laughs> that's been really fascinating because it's like, I feel like as a uh, as a kid, I really didn't have at all that kind of confidence. Mm -hmm. And I remember so profoundly the first convention that I ever attended. I'm pretty sure I saw you performing in a masquerade or involved in some capacity mm -hmm. for that. And I always remember like, remember like the three hour wait in the lines and the mm -hmm. lobby to get into main events. Yeah. <laughs> like, we yeah. were all starry eyed and waiting to see those events. And like, I remember seeing people on stage and being like, man, like they're so cool and they're so confident. I think I want to do that. And just kind of like eventually worming my way into events and working up to like hosting and things like that. And I would not have had any of that confidence had it not been for like the, the masters setting the stage, uh, beforehand you know just kind of inspiring me so oh like the greats before you oh yeah absolutely absolutely Not Yo, though. No. no 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 never no. Oh, bad example. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that that is a name just dredged up from like the dregs of my brain pan right there. That was a whole fiasco. What did he, yeah. he like punched a girl in the cafeteria or yeah, something sure like that? Yep. Woof. <laughs> yep, sure did. Yeah, uh, Anime Boston 2011, I want to say, because that was the year of Rhodey. <sighs> that was that was the that was Rhodey's year. That was yep. his first time appearing because, on stage. Uh, because yeah. what happened was, long story short, um, Uncle Yo had an altercation with um, one of the attendees in a food court. Obviously, uh, charges being pressed. Obviously, mm-hmm. you can't go on stage when that's happening. And here comes Rhodey. Yeah. <laughs> like and, <a> late night. <laughs> oh, and he crushed it. He mm-hmm. absolutely crushed it. The energy that he brought to that room that night and every masquerade, like after that, it was it was electric. He, oh God, I, I could not have imagined a better show, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. No, Especially because we all knew what was going on, too. And he was just like, ha ha. <laughs> I'm gonna read these names. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, but, oh, where where was your first uh, convention? Oh gosh, my first convention. I believe my first convention was Anime Boston 2006. I went for a single day, mm-hmm. and I remember it because a my friends and I were like, we were in high school, and we were like, oh, we should we should go to Anime Boston, and we. We're like, we need a costume. So we went to a, um, what did we do? So we went to a store that was like selling moving supplies and we mm-hmm. bought a giant refrigerator box okay. and we made a cardboard domo cone. Okay. <laughs> and we just covered it with like brown felt and like we made eyes out of like the bottoms of like soda cans and we made arms out of chicken wire and felt. And we went into Boston for the day and literally we just swapped turns putting this giant refrigerator box on ourselves and like handling each other through the convention. Mm-hmm. Um, and then halfway through, I split off in the dealer's room and this was back in the day when they were like, if you wanted to help out in the dealer's room um, at a booth, they'd like pay you in manga. And I was like, I can do that. And so I worked behind a booth for like four hours and got like some free manga. And then we like left the Domokun outfit like uh, on the side of a dumpster and went home. And it was it's the most magical thing I'd ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> it was perfect. And I was hooked from there. So after that, I was like, I got to go. I got to go to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Anime Boston was my main circuit for a while, um, or my main convention. And then I started doing AAC and Otakon and Katsukon. Uh, and then as I started to kind of gain more um, uh, affluence, I would say in the community, I mm-hmm. started branching out and going to, um, I went to Colossal Con, I went to Anime Expo, um, Anime Matsuri, all over the place. Right, really, right. really globetrotting for a while there. Nice. <laughs> so you've been all over the place, like all over like the, you know, the U.S. and stuff going different oh, yeah. places. That's oh yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so that means you have to have some fun stories. Oh God. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I'm here. Oh. My tea is ready. Oof, let's see. Oh, where do I even begin? It's so it's so tough just to pinpoint uh, any one particular story, but I guess hmm, let's see. All right, yeah. So there was there was one convention in particular that really kind of stands out. So it was AAC and it was I want to say 2016, 2015 and I was in a lot of the events and I was cosplaying as uh, Dio Brando from Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Mm-hmm. So already, you know, like hot bisexual icon, vampire, Dio Brando, absolute mess, you know. <laughs> and um, I was doing the dating game and it was the after dark one and it went really, really well. And I remember afterwards, this um, person from the audience came up to like, say hi to me after the performance and I had never met them before and they were like you know I loved watching you you were so great blah 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 and I was like oh thank you very much and I encountered them a few more times throughout the weekend which was a little weird because AAC is small but it's not so small that like you should just always be on top of somebody the whole time so I was like okay this is this is interesting uh so the weekend moves on it was it was a great time go home but a week later I get a message over Facebook Mm. and I was like okay and it was in one of the the 
um, the like um, unsorted messages that you get from people that aren't your friends. Right. And so I open it and I recognize the profile picture as this person. And I was like, hmm, okay. And so I read the, the um, opening line of it and it was just kind of, it was pretty harmless, you know, just like, oh, I just wanted to thank you again for performing so well. It was such a, uh, um, it was so wonderful watching you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay. So like I opened the, the message. It was, it was innocent enough and had like a very brief exchange, like very, very kind of like platitudes on my end of like, oh, thank you so much, whatever, whatever. Another couple weeks go by and I get another message from this person and they were like, Hey, and I was like, hi. And they were like, so my fiance proposed to me and I'm like, Oh, okay. Kudos. <laughs> Great. And they were like, we're going to get married at anime Boston next year. And I was like, cool. And they were like, would you be my maid of honor? <laughs> what? Wait, what? Wait. So let me walk it back for you for a second. So, <laughs> We were at AAC. They watched right. me perform in an event. Okay. Yep. They said I was really cool in the event. Mm-hmm. They followed me around for the weekend, like right. watching from the distance. Right. They messaged me on Facebook. They asked me to be their maid of honor like a month later. Right. I I'm like looking at this message and I'm like, um. <laughs> uh-huh. I was like, I don't know if I should engage further. But I, I just like as politely as I could, I was like, wow, that is a very generous offer. I don't know you. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Like, else, huh? like, no, like, wait, I was like, uh, uh, me? <laughs> that's, like, okay. that's like when you go to Vegas and you're just like, I need someone to witness this. You, random citizen, come here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and even then, like like that, so like that's like a curious, exciting happenstance. That's like, oh, only in Vegas. This was yeah. like okay. you, asked, you you went out of your way to ask me. Uh, well, you were the guy throwing up in the trash can, so right, right, exactly. <laughs> so that's you did a, it, obviously. Uh, I mean, obviously, no. I, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, I was like, I hope that they post publicly where this is going to happen so I can just avoid that area. <laughs> right. Wow. So I was just like, ooh, ooh. okay. And mm. it, it just kind of, for me, it was just a little bit of a, I don't want to say like a reality check, but it was almost like that fine line of like, man, there are definitely some, some kids out there who just really don't understand boundaries and don't really know the line. And it's I was like, true. wow, that's fascinating. It's true. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, working at conventions as long as I have, always flattered um, and, you know, like honored and amazed that people like take in what I do so passionately, you know, it's like, it's still kind of like humbling almost. You're like, really? Like, I made that much of an impact just standing up there and reading these names wrong. That's exciting. But like... (laughs) You know, but it's like entertaining, I suppose. But yeah, like I've had some people in the past that just like that boundary line's just not there. Um, never to a point that I felt like I was in any kind of trouble or anything like that. Sure, or like, sure. I mean, I can definitely walk myself out of an awkward situation if I need to. Um, but yeah, like some people just the social cues, they aren't there. So, and again, some of that just happens to be the person, uh, whatever's going on with them, obviously. For sure, um, for sure. But um, yeah. No, and like then there's just some people, and you're just like, okay, there shouldn't be any reason for this. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, what are and you it's, doing? It's like it's so interesting because I feel like in so many ways at conventions, I've met some people in my life who are to this day some of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. So it's such a magical thing to be able to walk into a room and have all of these these overt visual cues of like, this is a person who already shares a common interest with you, mm-hmm. whether it be the cosplay that they're wearing, whether it be a print that they're carrying or a pin that they're wearing, or they're at the same panel as you. you it, it breaks down a lot of those social, uh, socially awkward barriers, mm-hmm. that barrier of entry of like, I have to start small talk. Instead, it's like, oh, cool. You're also wearing a Mario t-shirt. Let's talk Mario. You know, it's just, it's, there is definitely something to be said for that, mm-hmm. but then you kind of realize that the lines can get blurred and you have to try to gauge like, okay, who is this person in their natural environment outside of conventions and who is this convention persona? Are they the same? Are they different? Am I getting myself into something a little bit troubling? Mm-hmm. So, and it, it's, it's definitely that double-edged sword, but it's kind of that magical thing about conventions too. Right. All about balance. 
Yes. Oh, yes. But also, but also proving once again, like conventions are like the biggest like proving of this. There is somebody for everybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> and conventions are where it happens. Like I've told my friends that don't even do like conventions and things like that. I'm like, look, I know you're not like into the nerdy stuff. I know you're not into like you know like the anime or like manga and stuff like that. I get it. I'm like, but you need to go to one because I guarantee you're gonna find the love of your life there. Oh, 100 percent. One hundred percent. Like you want to find somebody that's good to you, loves you, is passionate about things, wants to go do things. Obviously, they're adventurous. Obviously, like they like going to go and do stuff. You know, so it's just like you'll find them there. I promise. Just wander around for a few minutes and pretend you like Sailor Moon. Bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. I mean, some of the some of the absolute friendliest people I've ever met have been at conventions. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are those like I'm sure you have this too on your on your friends list. The the people who are like you look at them and you're like, yeah, that's a person I met at a convention in 2010. We never talk anymore, but I'm never going to unfriend them. Like I remember the exact moment that I met you and I have no, I've had no other interaction with you and that's okay. And you are a precious, precious friend. <laughs> <laughs> forever. Keep you Exactly. Forever. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, okay, so uh, aside from being asked to be a maid of honor, what else happened? Oh gosh, um, let's see. Wow, um, I have I have some notes on my phone so that I wouldn't freeze up. Let me just pull <laughs> those fine. up real quick. Let's oh, see. Um, well, I think that I think that one of the cool things about conventions um, that has happened for me is um, I, I had the realization um, it kind of gave me a lot of like gender like euphoria if you Mm -hmm. will Mm -hmm. being at conventions because you encounter so many people who just like don't really care what you're wearing or who you're dressed up as Mm -hmm. and I had so many affirmations from strangers whenever I would dress up as a um as a male character as somebody who is uh biologically female that was really empowering for me because I do I do identify as non-binary so Mm -hmm. having that ability to just kind of embrace that gender euphoria was so amazing um so that's always been something that's really cool that's happened throughout uh the convention scene but um trying to think of like a specific example of that um oh there was a okay there was a photo shoot at Otakon I remember one year Mm -hmm. and it was the, it was a Jojo's Bizarre Adventure photo shoot, of course. Mm -hmm. And of course, of course it was. And I had like, like a, the damn fool that I am, I volunteered on the forums to, um, to run both photo shoots. I was like, I was like, yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be fine. I can run a, what turned out to be 500 person photo shoot. That's great. Let's do it. No problem. (laughs) No problem at all. (laughs) This is fine. This is totally cool. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I'll, I'll never forget. So there was a, um, there were a couple of girls that came up to me after the photo shoot was over and they were like, Hey, they were like, thank you for organizing that. That was so amazing. Um, can we get a couple pictures with you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Why not? And by the time, like we got a couple of like normal photos and then by the end of it, they're like, okay, now step on us. And I was like, what? <laughs> they were like, they're, they're like, step on us, daddy Dio. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Why? I was like, I was like, how old are you? <laughs> exactly. You always ask. You always have to ask. It's like, <laughs> you have to ask. You have to ask. Like, it's so crazy. And and so I was like, um, I don't. I mean, uh, haha. Bye. Um, <laughs> I remember years ago. God. I'm trying to think. It, it was definitely like early 2000s anime Boston. Probably I'd say like either six or seven. And um, I was big into like being Maze Hughes at the time. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that Love was like that. my costume for a few years. It's like I always have like one that hangs around for a couple of years that I just wear as like like my go to because I want to do something that I just <laughs> sure. comfortable in. Sure. Um, and it was a huge Fullmetal Alchemist photo group. Um, and I was Hughes. And there was a Roy Mustang there. And they um, were a little obsessive. 
We've got yeah. again somebody somebody that I made friends with, and like we've moved past this whole era of whatever. Um, but they were, God, I want to say either sixteen or seventeen, and mm. I was definitely twenty, twenty one, twenty two yeah. years old. And they were just like, okay, so now we're gonna do like the Yowie pictures with Hughes oh. and Roy. I'm like, not with me. Classic. <laughs> nope. And they're just like, and I'm like, and don't get me wrong, I shipped it. I was like, yeah, yeah sure, for Roy, sure, Roy and Hughes, absolutely. Not with a sixteen year old, right? One hundred percent. I'm in my twenties. 100 literally like persistently like oh no we should kiss we should i'm like no we should not no that's not a thing no no thank you no no (sighs) which is like you know of course then turning into like oh so you don't ship it i'm like oh no no no, i do i just don't ship going to jail right yeah no that's you know that's that's a very diplomatic way of putting it yeah like i just don't feel like you know you're you know like this being on the internet because it's just like this is just when because i mean back back in the day it was like you got your polaroid camera and you mm-hmm. took pictures and they stayed in like some secret album under your bed for the rest of your life. Right, like, now right. you're moving into the like generation of I'm going to put this on Facebook. It's like, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you, even you, if you, it was a Polaroid under somebody's bed, still wouldn't do it. You're 16. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it's so fascinating, like, especially as like the two of us, I, I assume we're around the same age and just kind of seeing the evolution of the convention scene and seeing mm-hmm. more and more young people getting into it. And and that's amazing, but it's even more of that kind of like moment of like, okay, I have to understand where I fit in, in this piece of the puzzle and make sure that I'm conducting myself in an appropriate way. Not, not like a, Oh, like, unga bunga, I'm gonna, you know, like, or teenagers fun, but more in like the, I want to make sure that this is a safe space for people. Right. Exactly. Know, like, it's like, like, I'm the adult. Ugh, yeah. I'm the adult. Like, like, oh, we're responsible for these babies. Like, I remember, like, at an Otakon one year, I think I was, like, 26 or 27, and there were, like, these girls that, like, wanted to take photos with me, and that was fine. And they're like, can we hang out? And I was like, mm. I was like, no, how old are you? And they're like, oh, we're 14. I'm like, absolutely not. I was like, here's my phone number. If you get into any trouble this weekend, please feel free to, to call me or text me, because, mm-hmm. like, their dad had just dropped them off. I was like, but I am so sorry, girls. Like, you're 14 like yeah. like it cannot I be done old enough to be your mother like literally like it's time to like like no thank you so and that's the Ugh. thing too is just nowadays it's like yeah we like as you like progress through the years going to conventions you start off as the kid then you move into like that young adult then you move into like adult adult and yep. suddenly like you're seeing people like the age you were when you started like coming into yeah. these conventions and things and you're like oh my god i'm old enough to be your mother Right. I had a nerd kid when I first started conventioning. (laughs) It's like, oh, God. Oh, my God. But it's like, yeah, so it's like, it's, it's interesting to be like, okay, let's, let's try to focus on curating, like, safe spaces for these kids and also making sure that, you know, it's something that is inspiring and invigorating for them. And hopefully they'll want to keep the torch of conventions alive, you know? 100%. We'll see what happens there, but mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> the dynamic has certainly shifted, but, um, it has. <laughs> uh, I did just, um, as we were chatting, I did just remember an insane story. So- <laughs> see what happens on the show. <laughs> like we like, were talking and I was like, oh, this is a good one. So kissing 16 year olds. Have I got a story for you? Have I got a story for you? <laughs> well, it's, it reminded me because. It reminded me because one of the um one of one of my friends and somebody who I um who I've done a lot of event work with um at various conventions is um you you've worked with Billy before. Yes. And so he was 16 when he first broke out on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I did I met him when he was like 18, I want to say, but I was still in my mid 20s at that point or mm-hmm. early to mid 20s. Um but we ended up getting along very well cuz he's he's a very mature individual, like he's very intelligent and we had really good on-stage chemistry. And I remember there was one year <laughs> One year we were um we were both going to be the um chess players for chess match at AAC. Okay. And we had been in and out of various events with each other throughout the whole weekend. We'd been hanging out all weekend. It was a great time, blah blah blah. You know, um when you're that age at conventions, sometimes you indulge in alcohol and things like that. I'm <laughs> I'm not I'm no saint. I'm not gonna say I haven't done that before. So like the night before we had like a few drinks in the hotel room, whatever, whatever. We get up in the morning for chess and everything's everything's going all right and we both arrive and all of a sudden I just 
I don't, I start really not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, this is weird. Cause it wasn't like a hangover feel. Cause those are very specific kinds mm-hmm. of feels. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I was suddenly like, I was very hot. Like I just didn't, I, I felt like I could barely stand. And I look out of, over at Billy and he looks the way I feel. <laughs> And I think vice versa. And it's like people were lining up. People were getting ready to like sit down and watch the chess match. And they were like lining the players up and introducing them on stage and stuff. And we were just like, we were just like out back and we were like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And I look at Billy and I'm like, Billy, I was like, I think I'm going to shit myself. He just grabs my hands and he looks me dead in the eye and he goes, Mel, he goes, I think I'm going to shit myself too. (laughs) And so we're both standing there gripping each other, like white knuckle, like fingernails digging into each other's like hands being like, don't shit, don't shit, don't shit, don't shit. And we both went on stage and we did this like two hour chess match and we're both dying like I could see the light leaving his eyes and like he was like he was Ash Ketchum and I was Dio Brando because of course and so at one point I managed to orchestrate a little like um a little bit where I was like well I was like I shouldn't have to move I'm the king on this board I shouldn't have to do anything and I managed to grab a chair and sit down and have the other people on the board move me around the board in the chair and I'm like I'm a fucking genius I'm about to pass out and nobody knows now see I thought I would think like sitting down would have made like the urge like worse it was I was like it was one of those things where it was like if I moved too much I was like I think I'm just gonna pass out Um, and at the end of the the event like the event went so well it was it was really funny it was definitely a hit and at the end we ended up all getting up singing and dancing to the Pokemon theme song Uh. which was a struggle and after the event was over I was like what is going on like I like I gotta I gotta go sit down whatever um I ended up having uh the person that I was rooming with that year I I like got in touch with her I was like I was like dude you you gotta you gotta get me home like I need to go home we had both caught the same 24-hour bug and the only reason why we found out that it was a bug was because we heard about a bunch of people getting that same bug even either at the same time as us or the next day Uh so it was like we were like like we both went home and we were like it was bad you know like feverish like real real bad stuff but we managed to get through the whole event (laughs) without shitting yes and without dying so that was definitely one of the um more <laughs> interesting adventures oh so she's like i'm sitting here with a microphone being like being like how mad would everybody be if i just like got up in the middle of this and was like hey i have to fuck off bye <laughs> and i just left <laughs> just, no you have to take billy's hand at that point and be like well you shit with me he'll be like all right <laughs> Would you would you do me the honor of shitting with me? <laughs> exactly. What an honor. I'm gonna put a pin in this, we'll be back in like ten. Right. <laughs> nobody move. No, nobody move. And uh if you can help it, nobody smell right now mm-hmm. either. <laughs> Maybe a little louder music, thank you. God. <laughs> aren't you aren't you glad you have me on your podcast so I could come on here and talk it. to you about how I almost shit my pants in the middle of an anime? <laughs> Listen, again, this is what this show's for, by all means. Uh. <laughs> Listen, honestly, it's peak. It's definitely peak, like, story time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right well, I mean, there. like, in, in honor of episode 69, mm-hmm. I feel like it's completely necessary to have some nasty, like, stank stories. Yeah, so. 100%. <laughs> 100%. I mean, listen, we've already talked about, like, no, we don't hang out with younger kids, and we've already yeah. talked about, like, <laughs> no pooping on stage. No pooping on stage. Um. <laughs> Allison's gonna hear this and just be like, what What happened? <laughs> She'll be like, well, that that devolved very quickly. It did. It did. What an hour. <laughs> oh my god, that hour was beautiful. <laughs> You know, too, it's just like, I mean, I totally get it, like, going on stage performing and stuff. 
it just like especially when I was competing it was kind of like a nervous thing where it's like no mm-hmm. we need to go right now or I dehydrate myself because this isn't happening today like mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. like once we're at, like at the event and stuff it's like you're in the costume and everything else it's like no nah, nothing can happen so it's like we're not gonna eat and we're not going to drink right. anything and this is fine it's fine it's, it's all fine, fine. Don't even look at me. Don't look at me. Yeah. I know I'm supposed to be judged, but don't perceive don't look me. At me. <laughs> but even like Anime Boston this year, it's like, okay, so we get backstage and I get microphoned. Um, and I was actually, well, from what I understand, one of the only people that was able to wear one of the um, wireless headset mics over the weekend. Nice. Nice. Um, so they were just like, oh, this is easy. And they plopped it right on me. Great. And then about 20 minutes after it's on me, I'm like, well, gotta pee. Oh, now I wasn't no. in costume, thankfully, because I don't wear costume at Anime Boston. Yeah. Like I just was Ouija, you know, hosting. Nice. Yeah. So it's pretty much I can wear whatever <laughs> I want, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. But I'm still like, oh man, like thank God I was in theater. Like you unbutton your like, you know, you take your mic pack off, you put it in a safe place, you unhook the microphone. I pulled like you know, I pulled the wiring back up through and everything. So thankfully oh, it yeah. wasn't like a disaster. But it's still like I'm standing in line with her backstage, going, gotta pee, gotta pee. Oh yeah. Gotta pee. And, everyone, and the thing is, too, is like everyone's going into the bathroom backstage at Anime Boston, which is my arch nemesis. I'm sure everyone's heard the Tony Stark story by now. It's like my arch nemesis, the bathroom backstage. <laughs> at least nobody was having a panic attack in it this time. I think they were oh, all just taking a dump. And I'm like, guys, I just need to pee. <laughs> and I finally did. And it was great. And, you know, we all like were cheering for each other when the next person was done. We were like, yes. But then I had to do like the walk of shame back to the tech people. And I was like, I had to go pee. And they're like, oh, man, Katie. <laughs> and they're they're like, wow, Katie fired, vanished forever. Never again. Why I was like, <laughs> you let you have one thing. And I'm like, I know, but I know how to put it back together. I just need to make sure it's back where it's supposed to be. So well, they, it should have been, they should have known to give you a handler. If you have a piece of tech like that and you got to pee, there's got to be somebody to spot you like we've also, all been there like how many times pee, have you helped somebody pee at an anime convention because they're wearing like 50 yeah. corsets and a ball gown you know <laughs> me in my shorts really need someone right exactly <laughs> that's why i should just be watched at all times i can't be trusted i mean that's fair i'm like oh something shiny where's katie la 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 <laughs> in the balcony somewhere how did you get to the third floor hi <laughs> how'd you get up there so fast <laughs> exactly i am that person like i was getting text messages on my phone when i was out back doing something else like where are you and i'm like i'm right here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i can safely say that as far as like competing and stuff go i never like other like convention moments like i've never had the problem of like it's like i don't know if i just get into this mindset it's just like you're not going to be able to so you might as well just forget about it and then like and go (laughs) right for sure i I definitely feel like i i hit that stride as well where it's like it's like, okay, like you have several commitments throughout this day. You better be able to get your business done now and you better be able to like figure it out in between. Cause like I definitely stack my weekends with like, like, okay, panel uh, that you're running, event that you're hosting, uh, another panel that you're on, like blah, blah, blah. So it's like, there's very little downtime to be able to handle those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And also I think it's just one of those like, it's kind of that mentality and like let me know if you've ever experienced this because I feel like it it is kind of a universal thing with cosplayers of like Mm -hmm. once you have the costume on and you're in it and you have it perfect it's like the last thing you want to do is fucking remove any part of it or tweak it in any way because it's just not going to be it's not going to be perfect it's not going to be the same you know and like I remember (laughs) So, um, this is touching back to, so I, I think Allison mentioned, um, uh, when she was on that I had an emergency at Anime Boston, um, three years ago. Yes, your inside and, blew up. Yeah, my inside did in fact blow up. I had a, um, I had a dermoid cyst on my left side, side ovary, um, which is really fun. And it, um, to quote my doctor, it grew to the size of a small watermelon and it was the biggest cyst he's ever removed from a human. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Love it. Love to overachieve. But, um, at the time I was in my, um, I was in a costume, uh, for, um, that I'd made of, um, a Bowser of, uh, King Koopa. Mm -hmm. And it was like a humanized version. And honestly, I had been I had been working on this thing for 
over the span of six months. So I built like a bunch of custom armor. I did all of the, like all of the clothing items were made from scratch. The wig was made from scratch, the horns, the teeth, the nails, like every, everything, yep. you know? Yep. Um, so like it was, I put, poured a lot of love into that costume and we were um, doing a photo shoot up the street from the convention, um, kind of near, um, one of the cathedrals, um, in Boston. And, um, luckily, uh, two of my friends were there with me alongside the photographer. And right when the very last shot was taken, I felt like a pain, like a really bad pain. And I remember that like it in the back of my mind, I was like, something is very wrong, like very, very badly wrong. But when my friends were like, should we call you an ambulance right now? I was like, no, get me back to the hotel room. And I got back to the hotel room and it not, not without an immense amount of help from like an Uber driver and my friends and some nice gentleman in the hotel literally escorted me upstairs. Like I remember at one point turning around and gripping my friend on the shoulders and looking her dead in the eye and shaking her. And I was like, get this fucking costume off of my body. I would rather die than let the EMTs cut me out of it. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Like, like I'm literally like close to like physically passing out. Like the, Edges of my vision are blurring, and my disgusting, sick cosplayer brain was like, "If anything happens to this costume, <laughs> that's it. I, I'm done." You know, I would like, rather he see me naked than have him touch this. Literally, I was like, "Get me out of this fucking thing!" And she's like pulling my pants down, <laughs> like pulling the armor off of me and stuff, and like I got fake nails on that are like like three inches long, and I've got my contacts in, and like all this other nonsense. I'm I mean, like, fine. Uh, it's fine you know it's no big deal I show up I show up in the ER with like full Bowser makeup on and like the fake nails and in in a colonnade bathrobe because I was butt naked like after they pulled the armor off me and they're like hey buddy and I was like hey (laughs) what's going on over here oh you know this is just a casual Friday for me no big deal (laughs) (laughs) hello random citizen you don't know where I've come from what's up like (laughs) <laughs> when my when my parents finally showed up to the hospital my dad comes in and like the first thing he says to me he's like oh he's like Mel he's like you've got to take those damn contact lenses out he's like I just can't look at you like this I'm like father I'm dying <laughs> take me in sir take me in <laughs> like I'm literally dying and you're concerned about the yellow contact lenses I'm wearing right now can we get our priorities straight <laughs> It's like you try to like peel them out with the Bowser cloth, but I was like, I was like, I can't do it. So my mom's like, I'll do it, I guess. And I was like, Thank you, mother, for my life. Thank you, mother. (laughs) The real hero of the story, mom. Seriously, seriously, moms are the real heroes. Moms are the real heroes. Moms are the real heroes because, like, not only do they like tolerate all of our bullshit but it's like you walk downstairs with the first costume you ever made to be like look at what i made and they're like oh sweetie that's so good you look so great in your anime <laughs> i wish i had that story oh uh, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry do, do you want to borrow my mom sometime maybe no no <laughs> my mother is very very lovely and supportive and i love her so much um but there have been costumes where it's just like, mm-hmm. And then I find out from the people that she works with and they're like, oh my God, she won't stop talking about it. I'm like, but why won't she stop talking about it to me? Uh. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. That's okay. That's what I have my grandmother for too. My grandmother is like, like, oh my gosh. And everybody I work with, like, you know, they're like, what nerd thing are you doing today? And I show them and they're just like, holy crap. I'm like, yeah, you know. It's always great when the people that are kind of those like in those like satellite positions in your life that aren't directly involved in your hobby still Mm -hmm. show a vested interest in what you're doing Mm -hmm. and like genuinely support you and like, like are like, wow, like that's really cool. You know, it's, it's, it's always very, um, very reassuring. (laughs) (laughs) She actually, uh, she made my first um, anime costume for me. Oh no way! What yeah, I mean, it? like I, I I worked on like all the extra pieces and stuff, but she actually um, made my Hatsaharu jacket for me. So oh, that's so sweet. Mostly because I wasn't allowed to touch her sewing machine. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. My, my mom made all of my first costumes. Like all like Aww. when I was little, little like we used to have um in town here. We used to have at Halloween time there'd be like a costume contest at the rec center. Nice. Um, and uh, Cheryl has some award-winning costumes. So I was an award winner from like the smallest stage. 
There you go. She she was born to be a winner. Yes, exactly. I was bred for this, damn it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was three and I was a mouse. Oh, I, I know. And then she won for one of my sister's costumes. She made her Maleficent. And I think my sister won. <sighs> I know. That's dope. That's I know. That is so dope. <laughs> and then she got robbed because she made me a tiger costume when I was like a little bit older and she hand painted all the stripes on the fabric. Oh. Um and she was robbed. So no. robbed. Thank you, Seabrook Rec Department of nineteen ninety like six ish. Robbed. Robbed. Oh no. But <laughs> and then we never continued stripes. again. <laughs> Until I started doing conventions and then I won. So nah. There you go. There you go. The, the legacy continues. It did. It did. We took a little bit of it's like it's like toddlers and tiaras. <laughs> like we're not going to go back into the syndicate for a while because it's just rigged. And then I turn into like <laughs> the, the teenage like queen of the universe. Like, they're, they're like again. Oh, Katie, what motivates you? Yeah. So when I was six years old, my mother was fucking robbed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you mom every costume i make is made out of spite (laughs) yeah kind (laughs) of you know what those are the best the spite and the hate costumes i feel like come out the best honestly like the ones that you scream the most at and then like you're done with it you go it's so pretty seriously seriously (laughs) it's like if if ever there was like a villain backstory for cosplayers it Mm -hmm. would be that one costume trademark that pushes you over the edge yeah (laughs) yeah Oh my god. Like what's your one but, costume? Oh that's as as I turn around to look at the pieces of my costumes. <laughs> um so I think it wasn't Bowser because Bowser was genuinely such a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Um I wanna say it was probably it was probably the costume that I did alongside a friend of mine we were um we were Prince Sidon and Princess Mipha from the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. oh so, is that like the, like white and red one yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah so we like woke up one day and we're like what if we cosplayed fish and then we were driving to New York all of a sudden we were like ha we're picking up fabric for fish <laughs> and then we purchased it and we're like I guess we're committed to making fish now <laughs> and like it was it was a really fun process but there were so many teeny tiny details and like when I tell you we worked on it over the like our costumes over the course of a year and like she she's a veterinarian so her schedule was packed and I work in the hospitality industry so my schedule was always all over the place but we would always manage to meet manage to meet up at least once a week to Mm -hmm. just work on stuff Mm -hmm. and I remember there was like a point where we were like painting like fine details on some of the jewelry and stuff like that and like we're we're like I don't know the amount of rubber cement fumes that I had inhaled at that point (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I was like looking at it and I was like I was like is this worth it like, <laughs> like like I don't know if this is going to be worth it man because there was it was such a long period of time where nothing was quite looking like a thing yet and right. then suddenly all of the pieces came together and it was perfect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but like I came very, very, very close to like just setting my whole costume on fire because mm. it was just like Oh, it was, it was so much detail. And I think if I wasn't doing it in tandem with another person who was also working on like the same level of detail as me, I definitely probably would have given up on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that we didn't because I, I was getting real angry at it, but I was so happy with the results. And it was such a pleasure, like wearing those with her. And like, we got like a beautiful photo shoot on the beach at one point and like threw ourselves into the ocean. And it was just, oh, it was just magical. <laughs> it was great it was um, great I'm trying, oh. I'm trying to think it's like they don't sound like complicated costumes in comparison but it's like one of them was definitely uh, my Sherlock Holmes costume because mm. um, mm-hmm. I um, hosted at Kineticon several years ago as um, um, Sherlock Holmes like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes nice nice um, and the fabric that I bought for the jacket was like the corduroy kind of material like he has yeah which, of course, we both know if you don't cut it out the right way. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. So not once, but twice. No. Because first I, it was cut out the right, like, the wrong way because, like, the, you know, whatever that going up and down on it wasn't correct. Yeah. Uh, and then I cut it out sideways. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. 
yeah. no. And I bought the last of that fabric. No. Yeah, so I had to go find it again at like another store and hope they had it. Oh. I did. Oh, that's the worst. That's yeah, but I was just like, why? Like, first of all, I was like, okay, fine. It's not going the right way. It's fine. I'll just cut a new piece out. And then I went and bought it. And I don't know, like, what time of the morning it was. I tried to cut that piece out. But then I went to go cut it. And I'm like, why are the lines not going the right way? <sighs> yeah and and do you do the thing where like do you do mock-ups of your patterns at all or do you just like go balls to the wall cut straight into the actual oh i balls to the wall at every single time so i too am a balls to the wall person Mm -hmm. and i want to say probably until like my maybe the past like three or four costumes that i've made i've actually done dummy patterns Mm -hmm. but oh my god the amount of times that i've i've cut it and i've been like (laughs) haha Uh-huh. No. Oh no! <laughs> Even cutting it out parts never usually my problem. It's just trying to get it together. Like afterwards, it's like, oh man, like cutting oh. it out because I only want to do it one time because I hate cutting stuff out. Yeah, like I'm usually yep. so particular about it. And that one time, it was just like, nah, I guess oh. not. Whereas I'm paying attention, something shiny. There was um, one. There was one time where I was making a, uh, and it was a very simple tunic, and I sewed the sleeve on inside out three different times, yeah. and I was like, "Wow." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which which leads me to um, the one that really made me almost like question my life choices. Um, Dierka from Gundam Seed. Yep. Yep. Those goddamn Gundam Seed fucking uniforms. Oh. Oh, you're very powerful. You're very powerful. I, I, I have worn that costume once, Mel. Mm -hmm. Once. To Anime Boston, Mm -hmm. to the chess match, because I was a special attack for somebody. I made this costume as, like, a side gag to a side thing in a chess match. Oh. Mm -hmm. I probably could wear it again, but I hate it so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It looks great, but, like, all the trim on it. You had to hand cut all that trim because it's not a straight trim on those jackets like there's these weird little inverted lines and different like triangle pieces and stuff but yeah the sleeve thing so they have like these funky cuffs on them right Mm -hmm. one of them it just happened naturally like okay sleeves on it cuffs on it bye the second one no 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 why would it how many times i took it apart and put it back together again no matter how many times i held it and i folded it and it looked right and i sewed it no 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 Mm-hmm. No, no, that's just, that's not, that's not how sewing works. No. If you're not, if you're not suffering for at least 80% of the time, then, you know, you're not, you're not making a costume. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. obviously it was going to be like, Hey, want to, want to see a funny joke? Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Like you look up at your sewing machine and somehow it's giving you the finger. Yeah. Pretty much. Right. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So, yeah. And then it's funny too, because then later on, um, many years down the road later sewing, um, cause I had also taken a bit of a break from, um, cosplaying uh just making new stuff i wore stuff i already had um i was making hamilton costumes oh nice yeah and the sleeve thing came up again i was just like oh yeah i'm like okay welcome back my whole of darkness my old friend like hi um and it like can i tell you that jacket those cuffs are like the most perfect looking things i've ever seen in my life I was like, I've grown mm. somehow. I survived <laughs> this to get to where I am here. That's right. You, you, uh, uh, Gundam Seed Katie walked so that Hamilton Katie could run. That's it. That's <laughs> it. It's 100% true. Like, peak, peaked, man. Oh. Oh. And sometimes there's something so satisfying about, like, there, that like one detail you really nail on a costume like mm-hmm. even if it's something just as simple as like dang that's a clean seam or oh look at that top stitch and it might not be something anybody else ever notices but you know it's there and that's all that matters yeah that's a hundred percent the back of my percy costume mm-hmm. like that's a beautiful, beautiful costume thank you beautiful 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 I, the like the second one is good like the one that has like all the stuff on it mm-hmm. but the first one that i made there's just something about that jacket where it's just like chef kiss like this is yeah. this is amazing but the back of it there's this Dorolo crest that i hand cut out and like in like embossed onto the back of that jacket it's just like I mean That's I never love. see it because it's on the back of me, but I know it's right. there, and it's like right. <sighs> oh I, yeah, 
I mean, it's, I, I feel you on that. Like they're one of my favorite pieces is a, is a jacket that I, um, that I did. It's like a, it's like a duster trench and it has these like really beautiful fitted seams in the back. And then I did this like nice yoke at the top of it too. And it like, it looks like a piece that could be store bought. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dang, like, obviously I'm not going to wear it in public because it's a, it's a ridiculous color and there's like ridiculous trim on it and stuff like that. And I, I mm -hmm. mean, like, I love it to death, but like looking at those, I'm like, yeah, those crisp back seams that I'll never see. Yes. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it. it makes, it makes my waist look good from behind. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep, yep, yep. hundred percent. Oh, oh Mel, my God. This was so much fun. Thanks for yes. coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This has been such a delight. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. Well, any other time you want to come on, if you got more stories, by all means. Yay. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I've got, I've got plenty. Now that we've been chatting, it's like all of them are bubbling to the surface. So. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> like brew starts it's like wait but wait <laughs> um is there anything else you'd like to promote while you are here for the masses uh, um uh, uh Could be anything. Brush, brush your teeth drink your milk uh uh watch anime yeah don't talk to strangers um, <laughs> don't talk to strangers. um and uh don't don't ever stop playing around because anime is fun mm -hmm. for everybody at all ages and mm -hmm. and conventions are cool mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it changed my life for yep. the better 100 <laughs> percent. um and also the biggest message of this entire episode is use the bathroom before you get in costume use the bathroom before you get in costume before any aspect of that costume hits your body when you when you are in panties in your hotel room you go to the bathroom young man mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now yep. yep right now yep i don't care i don't care if you don't think you don't have to as soon as, as soon as that binder goes on, as soon as that corset goes on, yep. as soon as any aspect of that costume goes on, you're going to want to piss. Yep. Do yourself a favor. Love yourself. Mm -hmm. Pee. Do it. Yep. <laughs> and stay hydrated. And stay hydrated. But not too hydrated because then you have to use the bathroom again. Right, right, right. It's a, it's a delicate balance. balance. <laughs> um, and then let's see. Um, I'm going to promote my book. Uh, that could have gone worse. Life Lessons from a Dinosaur Cosplayer is out on Amazon. I uh, can get it in Kindle or paperback form. And it is about uh, growing up, life lessons, and then uh, that crazy little thing called convention life. So uh, pick up a copy today because a dollar from each sale is going to Planned Parenthood, uh, the Sandy Hook Promise, and the Trevor Project. So, and that's for the foreseeable future from like this point on. Like, I'm not planning on not doing that. So, uh, feel free to uh, get yourself a book or your friends a book. And yeah, that's it for this week. So, uh, thanks again, Mel. Loved having you on. Loved being here. Thank you Yay! so much, Katie. And um, <laughs> I'll see you guys all next week. Uh, Cause actually, I'm gonna tell everybody what next week is because I'm really excited about it. We're recording it tomorrow. Um, I got the gang from Kineticon back together. Uh, the cast of Catapults, which was um, Kineticon's little web series that happened to help promote stuff going on at the convention um, in 2013. Uh, I got the whole cast back together again and we're recording tomorrow for next week's episode. So make sure you tune in for that because I'm sure it's going to be pure, beautiful chaos. <laughs> uh, thanks so much, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Bye now. Bye.